Yo, and welcome to the Ticking Project, ResEd's initiative to understand what makes us tick. I'm Mike McCormick, the coordinator of community programs and the host of this little podcast. On today's episode, I spoke with Georgina Guzman, assistant professor of English and the advisor of the AB 540 student group on campus. We talked about all things AB 540, and lo and behold, even I learned something from this interview. A word of warning, though, the sound is a little bit off, and an airplane makes a surprise appearance, so don't mind it too much. Please introduce yourself, and what's your role here at Channel Islands? Okay, my name is Georgina Guzman, and I'm a professor here, uh, professor of English at Cal State Channel Islands. I'm also the advisor for um, the uh, student group for undocumented students, which uh, is called CI Dreamers, but now they're called uh, Keeping Dreams Alive. So, professor and advisor. Cool. So, this video specifically is helping us better understand AB 540 and students that fall under that jurisdiction. Can you explain what is AB 540? What are the complexities behind it? And so AB 540 specifically uh, refers to, uh, so it's Assembly Bill 540, um, and it was passed in 2001. Ray Davis passed the, the bill. Uh, and basically what it, what it did is it gave uh, undocumented students um, in-state tuition prices, right? So prior to 8540, they had to pay out-of-state fees, like to enroll in school. So it was prohibitively expensive for them to attend. Um, so what it does is uh, it gives students um, in-state tuition prices for school if they no longer have to pay out-of-state fees. Um, so that's what it does technically, but now the B540 has now become kind of like the term to refer to undocumented students. And what we mean by that is that students uh, who don't have like, you know, proper like, uh, documentation, um, but um, oftentimes it's like they came when they were young, um, so they, they're American, like they lived here their entire lives, they went to high school, and um, uh, so that's what the bill tried to do, like to um, yeah. enable them to access uh, higher education. Mm -hmm. And uh, just a clarifying question, mm -hmm. when we refer to students mm -hmm. who AB 540 applies to, mm -hmm. what is the appropriate terminology for referring to those students with that uh, descriptor? Is it AB 540 um, students? AB 540 students or undocumented students, okay. right? We never want to use the word illegal. Mm -hmm. um, it's just like a totally hurtful word. Yeah. You know, human being is illegal. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, if you ever hear that word, do not allow people to say it. So yeah, undocumented, right? They don't have the proper documentation mm -hmm. to, you know, uh, they don't have citizenship status. Yeah. Um, so that's undocumented, just maybe like what And is that different than dreamers? Dreamers, yeah. Well, we refer to EFAC um, students uh, as dreamers too because uh, the Dream Act, right, which hasn't passed um, at the federal level, like, like it's been stuck in the, uh, the Senate and Congress. Um, uh, what that means, so the DREAM Act refers to uh, development, relief, and education for alien minors act, right? So that's, that's what the DREAM Act was, and it was trying to uh, enable students to uh, have a pathway of citizenship, mm -hmm. but it hasn't gone through yet, so at the federal level, but California, the state of California, to pass the California DREAM Act um, in 2011, and what this allows, uh, what it allowed it allows for students to gain access to uh, scholarships and state-based 
financial aid. So they, because of the California Dream Act, which passed in 2011, they can now access CalGrants and mm -hmm. like CSU grants. Okay. Yeah. So more financial aid. Um, so what this conversation will be mostly for 8540 students, because mm -hmm. in housing especially, a lot of resident assistants work with students who are 8540 and who have complexities just because of yeah. how they are able to attend college. Mm -hmm. So I imagine that the answer to this question may be it varies based on the person, but what are some common experiences that 8540 yeah. students face? As yeah, so a lot of my students, they didn't know they were undocumented until it's time to apply to college. Um, so everybody else was applying, um, and they asked their parents for the social security card, and their parents were like, oh, actually, you know, we haven't told you this, but you don't have a social security card, you're not here, um, you know, uh, legally. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's kind of like the shock of that kind of realization, like feeling that they're American, like having grown up here. Many times they don't even speak Spanish, or uh, that's another thing, right? That we always think that if you can afford endocrine students are like Latinos, but they're not. They're like all over the world. So um, Asian Americans, Irish uh, uh, people, uh, Polish, Russian, there's a lot of Russian undocumented. So it's not just like Mexican or Central American, yeah. it's people from all over. Um, so anyways, a common experience is that they didn't know they were documented, and then until they came to college. Um, uh, then once they were here, it's really difficult to pay, right? So sometimes um, they will attend uh, college for a semester, and then they have to take a semester off to like, work. One of the interesting points that you just made was that 8540 students are not just Latino or Central American, but that they come from all over. Yeah. Anywhere right. that's not America. Right. Um, could well, you talk a little US. bit about that? Yeah. 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 Could you talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah. So we tend to think like 8540 and students that they're just um, uh, Latinos, um, but in fact, uh, there's undocumented students from all over. Like the prominent um, leaders in the uh, undocumented undocumented students' rights kind of movement mm -hmm. are Vietnamese American, Korean, uh, Chinese American, uh, Russian, Irish, Polish. So that's the thing, right? It's a very diverse yeah. group of students, but it's not just a Latino issue. Yeah. I, I think another point that you mentioned earlier was that students grow up being and feeling American. Right. They exactly. have this weird dissonance that yeah. you know, have a security card, and that's yeah. Did that tend to be the trigger for a lot of these students that yeah. they realize they don't have those nine numbers that mm -hmm. dictate them as American? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they grew up, in many cases, they were brought as infants, mm -hmm. um, you know, like one, two years old. Yeah. They, all they know is the U.S. They went to school here, they speak English, they've been like model citizens, they went to high school, and they're valedictorians. And, but then um, when it's time to apply to college, they realize they don't have that nine digit number to apply. Um, to the university. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah. And there's also a lot of shame involved. Right? So mm -hmm. we, you know, we, we liken it to kind of like coming out um, as gay, also like coming out as undocumented. Mm -hmm. It's a kind of stigma, shame um, that a lot of students have, like how are they going to be perceived um, by the professor if they find out that you know, mm -hmm. they're not here legally or how their, their last name going to treat them. So it's a kind of coming out process, even then. In, uh, in that case, right, or uh, who do they feel comfortable coming out uh, 
coming up to. Yeah. Um, and so on campus, it's one of the things that we have uh, AD 540 training for faculty and staff. Um, and then when we take that training, we have the key, like this little thing that's AD 540 safe. Um, and so that's one of the resources we have on campus. So if there are students or allies or people that want to know more mm -hmm. about AD 540 uh, student populations, they're welcome to come knock on our door and talk to us about it. Right? So I have on my door the, the AD 540 safe key. So, so people know that they have allies here. Yeah. They can ask questions, yeah. and a lot of people don't know, and they're like ashamed or afraid to ask. So. And that's a great transition. What are the on-campus resources for AB540 students? Yeah. Um, well, we have the group CI Dreamers, mm -hmm. Keeping Dreams Alive, so it's a student group um, uh, run by students and allies, undocumented students and allies. So it's not just you know the undocumented students themselves, but people that care about what they go through, they have loved ones, or they're just you know, they want to be able to help with their school less privilege. Yeah. Um, they're part of that group. Um, and we are, we're trying to establish a Dreamer Resource Center, um, which, you know, hopefully would be up and running sometime soon, so we can provide, you know, we have a localized uh, place where uh, undocumented students can come get resources, advising, counseling, mm -hmm. financial, Aid, like questions that they might have that are particular yeah. to their experience. So, um, yeah, and then, yeah, these uh, faculty and staff that have that key that are the allies that can help students out um, just by listening and also helping them uh, direct them into resources yeah. on campus and off campus. I think I've, I've seen those keys at least in every building that I've been in, so it is a really prevalent yeah. symbol on campus. Mm -hmm. um, but. 8540 students are not just stigmatized and shamed on campus, but that it kind of follows them yeah. throughout their life mm -hmm. until they are naturalized. Mm -hmm. um, what are some resources off campus for 8540 students? Off campus, there's lots of groups. Um, uh, and on Oxnard, there's a, a Dreamer Network. Uh, so it's a Dreamer Network uh, here in Ventura County, and it connects students from all over California. I know they just came a couple of months ago and it was like a, a statewide undocumented student can forum. So um, if you come to our group, CA Dreamers, we can um, tell you like what's going on. Um, so there's going to be many groups, uh, but the students know more about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned this Dreamers Resource Center. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that flourishes on campus soon. Mm -hmm. What are some changes or improvements that can be made on campus to create the most rewarding experience for undocumented students? What's missing that there's there's a need for on campus, and what how can we work on improving that? Just I guess more sensitivity towards mm -hmm. students that um, are undocumented. Um, you know, just not taking it for granted. Even when we give assignments, sometimes like a lot of uh, we just assume that students can go out and, and kind of uh, accomplish all sorts. Uh, assignments and study abroad. And sometimes, you know, documents are can even study abroad. So, um, uh, we need to make more visible the resources available um, to students and to create more sensitivity, right, um, um, you know, the status. Because a lot of times students feel that they are stigmatized. Mm -hmm. So, just creating a more friendly uh, campus climate. Mm -hmm. um, but I think what you're doing, right, is Training RAs and training, you know, um, uh, staff 
is important to know. Uh, do you have, does an example come to mind of, of one of those you know, microaggressions or things that unknowingly happen, unknowingly or knowingly happen on campus that that contribute to that marginalization? Yeah, well, people can be really sensitive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I've seen, um, and they don't even realize the kind of privilege that they wield and how they put people down. Um, like I had a student in class that came out and she said she was undocumented. Um, and there was another student that was like, really? You're illegal? Like, oh my god, like, you didn't even look. I never would have guessed that you're illegal. You, you don't, don't look, look illegal. You don't look illegal. Yeah. So it's like very, um, things like that. It's like, they don't even realize like how offensive and injurious that is. But I guess, you know, that other students are incredibly bad. Like, also, what does an illegal look like? You yeah. Know, I'm supposed to, you know? Um, so things like that, like, they're not even microaggressions, <laughs> they're big aggressions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so things like yeah. are sensitive. Even, and again, I think there's lots of similarities between um, like LGBTQ and document like sensitivity. Mm -hmm. um, like, you know, like I heard students say like, oh, no homo, right? Like, say, like things are like, oh, that's so gay, Yeah. right? Things like that are totally hurtful and dangerous. And now students are kind of learning that that's not okay. Mm -hmm. The same thing needs to happen with um, comments made against yeah. undocumented people. Like, it's not okay to call someone illegal or, you know, uh, things like that. So that's her point. The intent know? of something, like saying, mm -hmm. the, the, like illegal versus the impact of it, that they may have grown up thinking. They heard it. That, yeah. yeah. I think, especially in our current political climate, mm -hmm. um, that that work gets turned around so quickly. Right. right. Or even not illegal as a noun, but illegal immigrants right. as an right. adjective. Right. Um, so it contributes to that. Yeah, totally. So even like newspapers, like Santa Barbara, just found out on stories that like, illegals lined up to get uh, driver's licenses. Mm -hmm. So even like these dominant um, you know, sources are yeah. um, using those words that are hurtful. So mm -hmm. yeah, so no human being, no human being is illegal. We shouldn't use that word. Yeah. And I think you know, learning this sensitivity towards others and humanizing uh, immigrants.
can't be enrolled continuously, but they need to have time off to um, save money to, to come to school. So they'll be, so like their education is fragmented, right? Where they'll take classes for a semester or two, and then they won't be back for years, so they save up money to return. So there's just really sad stories because they're such, you know, brilliant students with so much potential, but they're not able to have the, the you know, the college experience that we kind of take for granted. That's why in all the movies and yeah. you know uh, what we see in the media, but they don't they can't they don't have access to that kind of um, college experience. And I hear that, and I think that we're making these videos now that are very much siloed, almost that. We just we're doing one on foster youth and path and one on AB five forty, but that those potential there are potential areas that link throughout the campus for underrepresented students because yeah. um, I think you know, like an AB five forty student who's homeless may have yeah. complete familial support but they are still sleeping on a bench or yeah. are have housing insecurity or food insecurity or mm -hmm. obviously financial insecurity. Mm -hmm. um, so I, one of the good things about Channel Islands, I, I think, is that collaborative nature between areas that, yeah. and the careful whole student. Absolutely, yeah. Them. So and then the faculty really cares, and the staff, and we all care. So if a student comes to us with a problem, um, if we're not able to solve it, we can find you know resources mm -hmm. and, and help them. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's a good place. Um. So AB five forty is obviously an assembly bill. What other laws or campus policies are particularly relevant for, and we should keep in mind when we work with undocumented So there, yeah, so there is uh, the newest, I guess it's not a, a bill or a law, it's a policy, so it's called DACA, mm -hmm. and it means Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, um, and there was a policy instituted by President Obama, which I believe was like in 20, 2012, um, and what it means is just deferred action. That it, it means that they're going to temporarily um, not deport undocumented um, students. Um, but you know, students apply for it, so they have a protection, so that they won't be deported. Um, they also are able to apply to college, um, uh, get a job. Also, they can apply to get a job, get a license. But the thing is that it protects them, but once President Obama leaves office, um, that protection is, is, you know, who knows what's gonna happen. So they have like a year or two left, and, and we don't know what's gonna happen, so they're in limbo, right? So students are protected for now, but we don't know what's gonna happen, because it's not a law, it's not a bill, it's just a policy, yeah. a presidential policy. So students are you know, gonna be in limbo. What's one thing that you think student leaders need to know about working with the AP540 students? One thing that student leaders need to know? Um, that they go through a lot, you know, just um, uh, like I was saying, they don't have the typical like carefree college experience where they can just like take their time taking classes and discovering themselves, you know, it's like that's privilege that we all kind of take for granted. Um, undocumented students have to deal with, you know, financial insecurity, but their their familial insecurity. Because in many cases, like their parents um, have been deported or in the, are in the process of being deported, and so they don't. They're always having to worry about family members, about their own status, the, about the fact that they might be um, sent away to like a country, you know, a foreign country, because mm -hmm. all they know is the U.S. And so there's a lot of emotional. 
a lot of a lot to process emotionally and psychologically and so um it took you a lot of support and a lot of empathy from us yeah. you know um i think an off-campus resource kind of going back to another question that that kind of reminded me is just keeping up with the news is a really good off-campus yeah. resource yeah. or an on-campus resource i guess because i think not that long ago there was this huge immigration media frenzy over um, there's a town in Southern California by San Diego where a bus came across um, from Mexico not from Mexico but had crossed through Mexico and they were just yelling it was last October I think um, and I think the empathy piece just comes from not only knowing the one-on-one -on -one connection but also on a more macro level that keep up with keeping up with the news and keeping up with uh, DACA may roll over right, right. once we have a new yeah, president. Right. Um, and there's all ugly feelings in the media too. Yeah. Like Donald Trump in his recent kind of yeah. like insults that all Mexicans are like rapists and like murderers and mm -hmm. you know. So I mean if anything that's been positive because it's galvanized the, mm -hmm. the Latino community to him and put pressure on like NBC and Macy's and all sorts of economic interests to like disassociate themselves from the kind of blatant racist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah. But the thing is that those kinds of sentiments are kind of mainstream. Yeah. Us, you know, student, college students and professors, we know that Donald Trump is an idiot. <laughs> like, the things he says, you know, are uh, totally like egregious and hurtful. But a lot of people agree with him. And a lot of people, you know, spend with him yeah. in other parts of the country. Yeah. So it's kind of scary. So. I think that's that's an opportunity for us to recognize our own privilege. That mm -hmm. I always hear this thought that it's the, the coasts are some of the most yeah. liberal areas. Yeah. And yeah. being from the coast, even or I think even regardless of political standing, because there could be conservatives that are Republicans who very much disagree with that, mm -hmm. but a huge chunk of our the country does. Yeah. If you want to learn more about AB 540, be on the lookout for the AB 540 training brought to you by the Center for Multicultural Engagement on campus. You can also check out the AB 540 student group or reach out to a professional staff member. If you have questions or a comment, at reply me on Twitter at higheredmike.com or via email. That's all we have for this episode. Thanks for listening and be on the lookout for more take. Yeah.